Thank you, Mark. We are going to think about that passage from Ephesians and particularly that last line that talks about um, the plans God has prepared for us in just a minute. But first, I want to show you this video. It's from our partners at Hephatha Lutheran Church. It was made by the kids and adult leaders in Hephatha's work ministry program. They work on behalf of their church and their neighborhood in exchange for a stipend and scholarship funds and school supplies. And they put this together uh, in honor of MLK Day. Take a look. So even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. I have a dream that my life matters. I have a dream that my children will be free to live life as they should. I have a dream that we spread more love than hate. I have a dream that one day we will be able to walk outside without being judged by the color of our skin. I have a dream that God will heal the world that he created and for the people of the world to be respectful, be educated, and be knowledgeable of all race, creed, and color. I have a dream that babies do not need to think of racism and killing. I have a dream that mothers and fathers can come home to their children. I have a dream that one day this world will come together and be whole and stop all the killing. I have a dream that all the hate and sickness will pass over and spread more love. I have a dream that our world will become at peace where there is unity in all phases of lives, employment, housing, race relations, justice, poverty, and cultural situations are better. I have a dream that black people and white people can be together. I have a dream where our homeless will find homes, our hungry will be fed, our poor will be rich, and where our sinners will be saints. I have a dream that there will be no violence and no hunger. I have a dream that all mankind will get along with each other. I have a dream that God will give us peace in our world. My dream to get rich and, and uh, help all the homeless people get a house and food and make sure 
they have a right to take care of themselves. I have a dream that I will walk out my front door and there will not be any trash all over my community. I have a dream that one day we all can be equal and there will be no race discrimination, no segregation or anything. I have a dream that we as a nation can be one in peace, that we are no longer divided but whole. I have a dream of our nation being a fairness and equality, finally a nation under God's own image. I have a dream that racism will stop. I have a dream that one day very soon that my God will give us peace all over the nation. I have a dream our children will no longer have to lose their lives to violence. I have a dream that my black brothers will not be racially profiled. I have a dream that police can keep their knees off our necks. I have a dream that one day there'll be no more foster homes, only adoption homes. I have a dream that there'll be no more food pantries that people will no longer go hungry. I have a dream that one day all of my people will be freed in order to try to make a life and sustain a successful future for themselves without having to work 10 times harder. I had a dream about being healthy and strong. I have a dream that one day we won't have to protest that Black Lives Matter because we will be treated like it. That black moms will no longer wonder if their sons or daughters will come home safe because the people who are supposed to protect them was the reason they didn't make it home. That our communities will look different because we were offered different opportunities growing up. I have a dream that change will come. Those are some pretty great dreams, eh? We are gonna come back to those kids and their wisdom in a moment, um, but first I wanted to tell you about a memory that has been niggling at me lately, uh, which is that uh, when I was in high school, just starting to get interested in church, I went to a four-day uh, Christian youth camp that was run by an evangelical church. And so every night a band would play and kind of whip our emotions up into a frenzy. Then they would dim the lights and say, you know, with all heads bowed and all eyes closed, raise your hand if you want to give your life to Jesus. Uh, and they would have speakers every night that would share their testimony about how God had completely turned their life around. And, and what I'm remembering is one speaker in particular, a kind of glamorous young woman, and she was talking to all of us girls at the end of the night, and we were all like huddled around her, hanging on her every word as she told us excitedly, and just wait until you meet the husbands that God has picked out for you, which was like a very tantalizing idea to a socially awkward 16-year-old like myself. So now, pause. Let's think about that theology for a second. And, and we're gonna set aside for now the not just slightly problematic idea that everybody is destined for marriage, let alone marriage to a man, uh, because what I'm actually thinking about is that idea that the things that happened to us were selected by God and caused by God. So like, let's think, for example, if something good happens to us. If our gain comes at someone else's expense, and often they do, and then we attribute that win to God, what does that say about the person who lost? Or if we consider our wealth 
to be a blessing from God, what does that say about a person who's poor? If we think that it was God that cured that cancer, what does that say about the person who was never cured? And those are just when good things happen to us, right? What about when something bad happens and we think that was caused by God? That means that whatever heartbreaking thing just occurred, um, we have to think that either it was God's fault or it was somebody else's fault or it was our own fault. And all three of those thought options lead to some pretty dark places. So here's what I want to throw out there, friends. What if it's nobody's fault? What if our lives are just kind of a crapshoot? What if most of the things that happen to us are just a shot in the dark, spin of the wheel, roll of the dice, with generations of genetics and patterns and layers of privilege and oppression stripping some decks and stacking others? What if we are all just crawling around trying to grope our way toward goodness, but we almost never have all of the information and so a lot of our decisions stink? What if we are all in control of far, far less than we would ever care to admit, even to ourselves. And what if maybe, maybe God is too? And yet, and yet, I know God is here. I know that God is here and, and active and alive and making things happen. I see it, I hear it, I feel it in my bones. How can both of those things be true? Well, imagine this. What if there's like two layers to our lives? First, there's the things that just happen to us, good, bad, and neutral, like dots on a page. What if God is the one who takes that random assortment of dots, takes any assortment of dots, and makes meaning out of them, connects them to each other, gives them a shape and a story? What if that story is always a story of grace and mercy and love? What if the plans God has for us have nothing to do with any particular husband or job or diagnosis and everything to do with a universal arc from death to new life like the one we see in Jesus? What if we're all called to join in that arc, to do our part, to bend that arc just a little bit further towards life and freedom and healing and justice and peace. Could those be the path, the plans that God has prepared for us that they're talking about in this Ephesians reading? Think about those kids from Hephatha and, and young adults and adults. They say that the dream chooses the dreamer. If that's true, and if God is the dream, in the young people of Hephatha, God has chosen well. For their dream is God's dream, is God incarnate. So friends, may God's dream be their dream, be our dream. And may all God's dreams come true. 
May each one of us be in touch with the dream that God has dreamed for our own life, and may that dream pursue us through whatever events dot our life. May we all do our little part to bend that arc toward life, and may the resulting art be a masterpiece. Many thanks to the kids at Hepatha for that video, to Chris Keim for editing, and to Ella Fellman for illustrating today's sermon. We should now sing our hymn of the day. Let's go. <laughs>